all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason, you. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, for a cheerful toast and fill it, happy anniversary, but be careful you don't fill it, happy anniversary, oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Welcome back to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio, and if you're confused by that music that you just heard there, that's because today is a special day here in the booth for me, this first uh, Monday of January marks three years since I took over this microphone right here for Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. And so thanks to Mississippi Public Broadcasting for putting me in this chair. And thanks to our listeners and our callers and supporters for tuning in, listening and participating in this show. You're what makes it great. So with that being said, I want to wish everyone a happy new year and a happy new decade, especially to my producer, Kevin, in there who just surprised me with that song. And you can't see it because this is radio, but I was doing a wicked dance in here and we should have Facebook lived it. So maybe next year. Um, But I do hope that everyone has had a uh, good holiday season. I know that it is busy and hectic and stressful, um, but I hope that you found some moments of uh, joy and uh, time to reflect on this past decade and also to think about what's coming up in the next uh, year and and decade as well. And that's what I want to talk about today is goal setting and how that's different than resolutions and why you shouldn't really be setting resolutions. If you want to give us a call today, I'd love to have you join in our conversation. It's just me in the booth today, so you get my undivided attention if you would like to join us. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 As always, you can send me an email at fit at mpbonline.org, and I'm happy to answer your questions that way. So getting started, I want to talk a little bit about resolutions, what they are, and why we set them. I think we set them because we all have hopes for uh, changing something in the coming year. But a resolution is very, very broad, uh, and it's often something that we don't stick to. When I was doing a little research for this episode, I wanted to know how many of us uh, in America set New Year's resolutions. And I'm actually about 60% of Americans set a New Year's resolution. So that's a good chunk of us out there um, starting off with good intentions. But at least half of those don't make it out of January with the same resolution. So before the January 31st hits, um, that resolution has fallen to the wayside. And if we look at success, or I don't even really like the word success, but completion of that resolution, 
about 8% of folks uh, obtain um, or satisfy all the requirements of their New Year's resolution. So that's a whole lot of us that don't get there. And what I have found um, after, you know, seeing patients for lifestyle medicine is that that really leaves our confidence kind of in the toilet when year after year we start out with good intentions or what we think are good intentions and we're unable to achieve them. We then kind of think that there's no hope and there's no reason to set a resolution and we're just going to be status quo. Whatever we have going on is how it's going to be. And it does not have to be that way. So I said we really shouldn't be setting resolutions, and I'm going to talk more about that. But I would love to hear from you guys if you have set a resolution and achieved it, or if you haven't and want to know how to build a better goal. I'd love to hear your health um, health related goals for this coming year. That number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. Now, Kevin, have you set a New Year's resolution before? Uh, I don't think I've ever really done anything where I sat down and, you know, wrote it out or, or planned it out or whatever. I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I guess that's better because that way you don't fail to live up to one. <laughs> if you don't put it on paper, it didn't exist, right? It's just, just an imaginary thought, right? Right. But I think most of us start the new year thinking this is a clean slate and we can, we can make some changes in there. And When we look at New Year's resolutions or what people make for New Year's resolutions, overwhelmingly, they are health-related, usually. Um, So if we look at the top three, it's usually uh, eat healthier or go on a diet is number one. Exercise more is number two. And lose weight is number three. And that's over half of people in each one of those are choosing that as their type of resolution. Now, from my perspective, when I sit and look at that as um, a lifestyle medicine provider, who one of my my main job is to help people achieve the goals that they want, I go, what the heck does eat healthier mean? You know, or what does exercise more mean? Or what does lose weight mean? That's the downfall of resolutions is they are so very, very, very broad, right? So, I mean, technically... Um, lose weight if you lost a pound, heck, you might have made a New Year's resolution and achieved it there. Or, you know, if you just walked around the block, that's exercise more. Now, I'm not saying that those little tiny changes aren't important. They are. But it often leaves us feeling like we didn't accomplish what we wanted to accomplish when we have very generic um, resolutions there. And so that's really why Goal setting is the better option. And it's really just a play on words and and choosing different words to think about it. But setting a goal is much more likely to produce an outcome than making a resolution. So um, you drive to work, right, Kevin? Yes, I do. All right. So you have a car. Yes. Did you just wake up one morning and say, you know what? I think I'll go buy a car today and I have no idea how I'm going to pay for it. Uh, No. No, right? If you did such, um, it might not turn out so well for you in the end, right? And that can be applied to any kind of big thing that we've done in life or thing that we've achieved that we are proud of, right? You know, I didn't wake up one day and go, you know what? I think I'll go be a nurse at UMC. There were things that I had to do, right? I had to graduate high school. 
I had to get into college. I had to finish my prerequisites. I had to get into nursing school. I had to pass nursing school. Then I had to apply for a job, get that job. And then I had to show up to work on time, happy about it, and do a good job, right, in order to keep that. And then everything I've done after that, again, was a set of guidelines that I had to meet before I was able to progress to the next level. You know, I didn't wake up one day and say, you know what, I'm going to go down to MPB and see if they'll give me a radio show. You know, that wasn't, in all actuality, I'm not even really sure how I got here. This one just kind of kind of fell on me, and I love it. Um, but most things that we achieve, we have very specific steps that we have to go through to get there in order to achieve our underlying goal. And what I don't see people do is apply that same uh, methodology to making uh, a health change, right? It's very much just a, well, I'm going to eat better, or I'm going to go on a diet, or I'm going to exercise more. But we don't stop to think about what the ultimate goal is, or what um, the steps are going to be, like literally little bitty tiny steps that we're going to need to take uh, in order to get to that big goal at the end. And really thoughtful, careful planning is what it takes. And the word I like to use is intentionality. So we have to be very intentional about the goals that we set and about the plans that we develop to help us get there to our goals. Because good health, whatever that means to you, and we can talk more about that, good health does not just fall in your lap by chance. Um, There are intentional things that we do to get there, and that can be done regardless of what your current health status uh, is. There's always ways to set goals to get you closer to that um, ultimate vision that you have for yourself, um, whether that be to lose weight or to move more. There are ways that we can do that. And so that's what I want to spend a little bit, ta- little bit of time doing today is talking about um, the steps uh, that we take to build a really good health-related goal and the action steps that then follow to help us achieve that. But I would love to help you guys that are listening work on your goals. This is exactly what I do um, in clinic with patients, and I would love to uh, do that with someone listening today to be able to talk through your health goals and help you make a more achievable, realistic um, goal for this new year and new decade. If you'd like to do that today, our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four and that email is fit at mpbonline.org. We're gonna go ahead and take the first break of the show. So now is a perfect time to go ahead and hop on that line and give us a call so that we can start working on your new year's goals. We'll be back in just a few.
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. A contractor ever tell you of the price of something and it sounds so high you think, eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. Welcome back to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, and welcome to this new year and new decade. And we're talking about how to write goals for this new year and new decade to get you where you want to be, or closer at least, to where you want to be in terms of health and fitness. If you want to join us today, our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's 877-672-7464. And we've been talking about uh, New Year's resolutions and the difference between a resolution and a goal. And over the break, I was talking with Kevin about that. And we really, you know, we're reminiscing about the fact that New Year's resolutions are almost a joke, that it's something that we say we made one, but it was a kind of half-hearted attempt at it. We never wrote it down anywhere. And it's almost um, like we we know we're going to fail at it. And so we can laugh about it. Because if we laugh about it, then it doesn't hurt quite so much when we don't meet whatever the resolution is we um, we set. And so that's why I would say don't set a New Year's resolution, that we want to set goals. But the caveat to that is it does not have to be at the new year. So if you have not yet set a goal for your uh, health, your fitness, your finances, whatever it may be for the coming year, because this methodology that we're going to talk about today doesn't have to just be health. It can be anything. It can be for um, improving your, you know, your financial outlook on life or building relationships or any any type of thing there is it does not have to occur in January. So if you haven't made it, it's not too late. If you make it and you don't get where you want to be, then don't give up. You know, the only time that we can admit defeat is when we stop trying. And so if we don't achieve the goals that we set for ourselves, we need to really step back and look at that goal and say, was it the right one to start with? Uh, And did I write it correctly? Um, you know, one thing that I tend to see with folks is they go um, all or nothing. Um, There's a little uh, meme going around Facebook uh, that initially when you see it, you giggle. But uh, having worked with folks who are making trying to make health changes, it makes me sad uh, when I see it. And it's a, it was a lady on one side of the picture. She had a shopping cart and she was in the grocery store and it was just packed to the brim with, you know, healthy foods, you know, lots of fruits, lots of veggies, um, you know, nothing processed, all this stuff. Um, and it's underneath it. It said January 1st. Right. And then the picture beside it said January 6th. And it was the same lady coming out of a pizza place with like 12 pizzas stacked up there Um, because we weren't this person. Bless them. Good intentions didn't have the plan to execute and thought they had to go all or nothing. And it's just simply not the case. When we talk about goal setting, we want to do things that are meaningful to us, but that also have steps that we can achieve in order to reach that final goal. So when I teach um, goal setting, uh, which I do in uh, seminars and that kind of stuff, I've got one coming up uh, for UMC employees uh, later on this month. The very first 
step that we ever do um, is I have them start to think about something that they've accomplished. Um, And so that's what I would challenge you to do is think about something that you've accomplished and that you're proud of and think about the steps that you had to take to get there. Because, again, it wasn't just by happenstance that it occurred. So think about the the steps that you had to do to get there. Um, And the next is to make sure that you have all the tools that you would need in order to make whatever change it is you're wanting to do. Just like that sweet lady who put all those healthy foods in her cart, she probably didn't know what half of them were, how to cook them or how to use them, um, or, um, you know, any recipes to go along with it. So she really kind of set herself up for failure to start with. So always make sure you got that good plan. But step one, after we've get, gotten there, that I have people work on and that I do for myself is finding your why. And as as hokey as that sounds, it really is important. So when I say finding your why, what I'm talking about is why do you want to make a change? If you actually don't want to, then there's not really a a necessary step to go next. You know, we don't have to write a goal. If you're comfortable with where you are and you're not really feeling the drive to change, then it's not time. Um, You know, what I would encourage you to do at that point is just to maybe do a little bit of research and read about whatever, if you have a a medical condition, just take a a step back and read about that medical condition and learn about it and how changes might improve that. But just kind of reinforce yourself with with information um, that may lead to change. But if you're not ready to change, don't just go start making goals that you have really no intention of keeping. You know, we see that a lot with uh, when we're working with people on um, smoking cessation, If they're not ready to quit, me beating them over the head with the fact that they need to quit isn't going to change that behavior. We just really want to talk about the benefits of quitting, but then give that person the freedom to come back to me when they're ready to to quit. And that's what we're talking about here. But finding that why. So I'm going to share with you guys my why. And when I tell people to write their why, it's also their their purpose or their vision uh, for what they want. Um, or what drives their behavior. And so I try to make sure that it's concise, so not super wordy. It's not like a dissertation on your um, place here in the universe. Uh, Mine's actually six words. So my why or my purpose is love God, love family, love others in that order, right? And so whenever I'm approached with um, opportunities or things to do or things to try, I always go back to that why and see if it fits in there in that order, right? And so for my health, right, why do I take care of my body? Well, I take I do it for all three of those things, right? When I take good health, do good care of my body and I eat well and I sleep well and I exercise, I'm honoring the fact that God woke me up today and put air in my lungs. Right. I'm showing love to my family because if I'm healthy for my family, one, they tend to be healthier and I'm around for longer to help take care of them. And I also have the energy um, and the health to then go out and help others. Right. But it do- that doesn't have to be your why. You can write a, a why for whatever it is that you want to do. But whatever it is, you should be able to clearly state it 
and you should be able to clearly see it. So I have two uh, hot pink post-it notes because you can't miss a hot pink post-it note. And it's a little bit bigger than the tiny post-it notes um, that I have these written on. And one sticks on, uh, I have little upper cabinets over my desk at work. One sticks on the cabinets at work so that I see it every day when I sit down at my computer. And the other one sticks on my bathroom mirror so that I see it every day as I'm getting ready. And so I see my purpose or my why every day. And it I constantly point myself back to it there. Um, thinking about whys, they don't have to be that grand, but I do encourage you to think of non-weight-related whys. So almost every single person that winds up in my in the chair across from me in clinic, I always start my visits with, how can I help you or what can I do for you today? And almost every single person says, well, I need to lose some weight. And I'll say, okay, why do you think you need to lose weight? And most folks look at me like I have 12 heads. They're like, do you not see me? I'm overweight. I'm like, that's not what it's about. Why do you want to lose weight? Not because, you know, another healthcare provider told you you needed to lose weight, but why do you want to lose weight? What do you think would change about your life, um, about your health, about your family, if you were able to lose weight? And more times than not, we get a more times than not, people start crying. I don't know. I just I make everybody cry. So I don't know why that is. But I keep a big box of tissues in my office for that very reason. But uh, we usually come out with things like, well, I want to be able to get down in the floor and play with my grandkids is one. Um, I want to be able to um, go on vacation um, and, and they're usually grand vacations. Like I want to go to, like I want to go to Italy or something like that. And um, I work with a lot of orthopedic patients. Um, and so a lot of it is I need a knee replacement and I want to get a knee replacement. And we know for, for really good surgical outcomes, we need to get folks to a certain weight before we replace that knee so that they have really good health outcomes. And so that's something very tangible that we can put as their why that is not I want to lose 50 pounds. It's I want to get a new knee. Right. And that's much more motivating than just another. I want to lose some weight. So step one in goal setting is finding your why or finding your purpose there. We're going to go ahead and take our second break of the hour. Now is a good time if you have a question about setting a goal or if you have set one and achieved it. I'd love to hear that. I'd love to help you work and craft your goals as well. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 Be back after the break. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 
Hey, this is Malcolm White with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Every week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcast app. Welcome back to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at UMMC. And we are talking all about goal setting today. And we have open lines. If you want to join me today, we're going through how to build a goal, uh, really focused on health, but these techniques can be applied to all aspects of your life and how these goals are different than New Year's resolutions. My number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. All right, before the break, um, we were talking about the first step of goal setting. And pop quiz, Kevin, what was the, <laughs> he was like, uh-oh, uh, what was the first step of goal setting? To find your why. Find your why, right? And so whatever that may be, but I encourage you to think about it um, in a more broad sense than just I want to lose weight or I want to eat better. Really attach it to something that you really, really want. Um, you know, I were, I've been working with someone and they really, really, really want to go um, on a safari. Like that's what they want to do. And so that's our big why, you know, it's not even a health related goal per se, right? It's something that they want to do, but we're working on the necessary steps from a health perspective to get them there, right? Because if you go on a safari, you want to be able to get around and do some things. So we're working on mobility and uh, exercise and those types of things so that you'll have the best time when they go on safari. But when they're mad at me, when I tell them that we need to move more, I go, you want to go on safari? This is what we have to do to get there, right? So that's what we're talking about with, with goal setting and finding that why. All right, if that's step one, then step two is what I call importance and confidence, okay? And so what I mean by that is making sure that whatever goal we set, that it truly is important to us and that we're confident in being able to do it, right? Because if we're not confident in being able to do it, then it's not the right goal right now, right? Doesn't mean it's not a goal that we write or that we work on in the future, but for the right now, it's not the right one. And so how do we know if we're looking at the right one or not? Well, I ask every single person um, that I work with to answer two questions about whatever it is they're wanting to change. I ask them on a scale of zero to 10, right? Zero is not at all. 10 is very much or very important. How important is it to you to make this change? Right. And I ask them to score that. And then I follow that up with how confident are you that you can make that change? Okay. And there's a magic number um, that we get to that lets us know that we have written or developed or came up with the right goal for that. And that number is seven. Okay. So 
when we write something that is at least a seven on importance and at least a seven on confidence, then that means we're more likely to do it because we has value to us and we have the ability to be able to do it. Um, you know, I've, I've worked, I worked with someone who, um, wanted to start to exercise, right? And when we did this uh, particular scale, they marked a 10 on exercise. It was super important to them to exercise. But on confident, they marked a 2, right? And so my little spidey senses went off. And so I was like, okay, right? We've got I've got someone who's very motivated and wants to to exercise, but they don't really think they can do it. Let's figure out why they don't think they could do it, right? And for this individual, it was because she didn't have good shoes, right? And so the shoes that she had hurt her feet when she tried to walk. And so she was very not confident in being able to exercise. And, of course, I had limited resources and those types of things to be able to, to purchase new shoes and that kind of stuff. But that was a big stumbling block, right? So... If we just continued to press on and write an exercise goal, when she came back to see me in, you know, two weeks, three weeks, two months, how likely would she have been to have started exercising? Probably not, right? And then we can chalk that up as another failure, right? And again, confidence level goes down. So what we actually did was wound up working with um an organization to get her some shoes so that we could start to exercise and she was able to do that. But if we weren't able to do that, then we would have just focused on another goal that was important to her, um, in her health journey, um, to, to be able to get her there. So importance and confidence are really, really, um, foundational to being able to do it. So if you're writing your goals at home, and you're coming up with what it is that you want to do, ask yourself, how important is it that I do this? And how confident am I that I'm able to do it? And if you're super, if it's super important to you and you have very little confidence that you're able to do it, then step away from that goal and brainstorm what those barriers are that are keeping you from uh, achieving that or being able to do that. Because then that's where we're going to start and that that's where you should start um, to tackle this particular goal if it's important to you there. Now, that's kind of all the background on that and then actually moving into setting a really good goal. And there's a, uh, a little mnemonic for that. We call it a SMART goal. And that does not mean that there are stupid goals, okay? SMART stands for some things, okay? So S stands for specific, M stands for measurable, A stands for attainable or achievable, whichever kind of source you're looking at. R is relevant and T is time bound. Okay? So those are, are the steps that we use when we're making a SMART goal, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant or realistic and time bound or time oriented. And to me, um, that time piece is one of the most important parts of it. If we don't give ourselves um, a start date, then it's something that we never start. And if we don't hold ourselves accountable to achieving something in a certain amount of time, again, it becomes something that we just push off to the next day or the next week or so on and so forth. So really giving yourselves um, some time um, that structures your goal is really, really important there. 
So when we go to, to write one of those or when you go to set one of those, and I keep using the word write because I encourage you to write your goals down. Just like we said at the beginning, um, you know, Kevin said he doesn't really has never really written down a New Year's resolution or a New Year's goal. Um, if you don't write it down, uh, it doesn't exist. It just exists in your head. Um, and so I really encourage you to write those things down so that you see it and put it on paper and make it uh, part of of your uh, everyday life. Uh, So when we go to write one of those goals, we want to begin with the end in mind, right? Again, back to that why or back to that vision. Um, But one thing that I ask people is, what do you want your life to be like in six months? If we, you know, start working on something right now, what do you think would be different in six months or what would you like to see have happened in the next six months um, if we're able to do these goals? Um, and it may be that they're thinner. It may be, which is one that I, I tend to go pick something else. Uh, it may be that um, they're off their blood pressure medicine or they've, you know, their blood sugar is under control or they're you know, booking that trip to go on safari, whatever it is. Um, and then I say, okay, what about a year from now, five years from now, and 10 years from now? Really asking you to look at what, your, what you want your story to look like over the coming year and decade. Um, because the choices that we make today do trickle down into what our story ultimately turns out to be. Um, So once we kind of got that, what I want it to look like or what I want to be like in the next six months to a year, we've got to start writing long-term goals and short-term goals, right? And so with long-term goals, I consider a one-month goal to be long-term, right? If we think back to the fact that most people give up on their New Year's resolution before the end of a month, then I consider a one-month goal to be a long-term goal. So one-month goals, three-month goals, six-month goals, and then some short-term goals. And for short-term, I'm talking about today. What can you do today that will impact or change your ability to change your story six months from now or a year from now or 10 years from now? These changes that you make today matter, right? And then Things that we can trickle into the the week and next week that then le- that then bleed into our month goals and our six month goals. So really, that's really much deeper dive than most folks give to their health change or their health goals or the things that they set for themselves that they want to achieve, right? But very very important that we're able to to think through all of those steps. Right. So step one was finding the why. Step two was finding the importance and the confidence or judging your importance and your confidence. And then step three was setting a smart goal and starting to do short term goals and long term goals. Right. And when we do those, we want to make sure that they are specific. And when I say specific, I mean, what action are you going to do? That's very specific that it's measurable, how will you know that you did it, and that it's time-oriented. So those are the really important pieces as we move through in doing those, right? So that was the S, the M, and the T, right? The specific, the measurable, the time. What about the attainable and the realistic? Well, when we're talking about that, the best way to tell if a goal that you've written is attainable 
or realistic is to go back and check your confidence, right? What was that magic number? Do you remember the magic number, Kevin? Seven. You are winning on the pop quizzes today. So seven is that magic number um, to let you know that, yes, you this is achievable or realistic for you. If it's less than seven, doesn't mean you give up. You either brainstorm about how you can get it to a seven or you step back and write a different smart goal so that you're more likely to be able to do those things. So when we come back from this final break, what we're going to do is do some smart goals in action. So I'm going to share with you some of the goals that I have gotten through email that I'm helping people work on. Um, and we're going to smartify it and break it down into those steps and help help the folks that have emailed me or help you listening out there if you have a goal similar to this. Now is the time. If you have something that you want to pick my brain about and have me help you work on, now's the time. Our number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 Be back in just a few. is an MPB Think Radio podcast. If you ever miss one of our locally produced shows or want to simply hear it again, you can find what you need at mpbonline.org or download our podcast app to your smartphone. MPB programming is on your schedule at mpbonline.org. Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Bidwell, nurse practitioner at UMMC. And we have been kicking off this new year with a talk about goal setting and ditching those resolutions and writing really good goals to help you achieve um, your uh, health focus or really any part of your life in the coming uh, year and decade. So we've been going through the different steps to writing a goal, finding your why, like why it is you want to change, and checking your importance and your confidence in being able to do those things, and then going through the steps of smart goal planning, right? Specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-oriented And what I want to do now is go through some emails that I've gotten that have uh, goals that people have uh, sent to me that they want to work on and really start to look at those and say, are these smart? Um, Are these a smart goal? And if not, how we can rewrite those uh, to give you a little bit more chance of getting there. Okay. And so... The first email um, I got, actually, I get 
tons of them with this almost identical one. And it is, of course, with from someone wanting to lose weight. And they say they want to lose 50 pounds is um, what this uh, lady approached me with, with to help, right? So if we look at the goal, I will lose 50 pounds, right? Doesn't sound like a bad goal, but is it a smart goal? So it's it's kind of measurable, right? And specific, like we're losing weight. That's what we're talking about. And the measurable part is, is 50 pounds. But what are we missing here? So we're missing, is that achievable for this person? Is it realistic? And then in what time frame? Are we talking about I'm going to lose 50 pounds before I go on vacation at the end of the month? Or is this I'm going to lose 50 pounds in the next year? Because that shapes things, right? As good as I am at helping people write goals and achieve them, 50 pounds in a month ain't happening, right? And so I would step back from that and rewrite that goal. But we simply don't know just looking at a goal that says I'll lose 50 pounds. Okay. Um, Then another one that I get a lot um, is people wanting to move to a plant based diet. Um, And so they write a goal, I will eat more fruits and vegetables. Okay, again, we know the specific, well, not even the specific that much when we know we're talking about food, but the measurable piece is really missing here, right? What is eat more fruits and vegetables, right? You could pick up one grape and eat one grape, and that would be more than you ate the day before. But is that going to be relevant to achieving your goal of moving to a plant-based diet? Oh, Kevin's got a got a something for me. What you got? Uh, just a question. So mm-hmm. on, a, on a goal like that, if it is eat more fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. how can you make it measurable? I will eat right. two servings a day, something right. like that. Well, this is where I ask folks to look at where they currently are. Right. And so I ask a couple of questions. I'll say one, um, well, how many um, times during the day do you eat fruit? Right. Um, and how many times during the day do you eat vegetables? Right. Or how many servings uh, do you of fruit and vegetables do you get? If it's zero. Right. Which for a lot of people that I work with, especially for fruit, they say zero. Um, it's just not something that they add in, have added in to their daily routine. The next thing I ask is, do you like fruits and vegetables, right? Because writing a goal, I will eat more fruits and vegetables, if you think you don't like fruits and vegetables, is is going to lead you eating foods that you don't enjoy, right? So then it feels like a punishment, right? That's why you see all those memes or gifs of people like crying while they're eating an apple when they're picturing a hamburger, right? Don't waste calories on things you don't enjoy, but we want to work to figure out what you do enjoy, right? So that goes back to the kind of the three lists that I've talked about on here before. The write a list of fruits and vegetables that you know you like, right? Write a a list of ones that you know you don't like. And when you know you don't like them, it's because you've tried them multiple different ways, not just one way. And then write the list of things that you think you don't like, but you've either never tried them or you've only tried them one way, right? And that really gives us some really good um, information to build and write that goal on, right? So if we're sitting here looking at, I will eat more fruits and vegetables, and we get two servings of vegetables and no servings of fruit a day, then perhaps our goal is to eat one piece of fruit every day beginning tomorrow, 
right? Um, and that makes it much more specific, much more measurable, relevant, achievable, time-oriented than just saying, I will eat more fruits and vegetables. If it's someone who says, I don't like fruits and vegetables, right, then it may be taking every week, taking one item from that I think I don't like it list and adding it in to the rotation, right? And if you try it a couple different ways and you still don't like it, move it over to that I know I don't like it list, right? You know, mine are beets and rutabagas. Those are the two. Can't do them, okay? Can't do it. Um, what about this goal? What do you think about this goal in terms of being a smart goal? This week, I will exercise three times for 20 minutes. What does that sound? Sounds pretty smart, right? But is it really, right? So it tells us kind of um, specific that we're going to exercise, right? It even says kind of when, right? So we've got some time-oriented to it, right? Um, and for how long? So we're, we're kind of specific, we're kind of measurable, but we could be a little bit more specific. What exercise are we going to do, right? And what days of the week are we going to do it? Because what I tend to see when people tell me they're going to exercise three times a week, Monday comes and they don't do it. And they go, well, I still got six days left of the week, right? And then it winds up getting to Saturday and they're like, crap, I haven't exercised this week, right? And they're like, oh, well, that goal, I didn't make it. And they, you feel bad about yourself, right? So if we make it much more specific and measurable and actionable, then we're more likely to do it. So let's kind of um, remake some of these. Like, what do you think about that particular one? If we said um, beginning, uh, let's see, today's Monday. So beginning Wednesday, right? Beginning Wednesday, I'm going to exercise three times a week. Okay. And I'm going to do that on Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, right? It's much more concrete, much more likely to get done, but we can take it even further to get a really good um, goal there, because then we can add in what we're going to do on those different days, right? So that you actually give yourself actionable steps in order to create your, your goal or your plan. And then after we've got that really good written goal, we got to have action steps and we got to have a backup plan. The backup plan is the piece that most people forget about that most people don't write. And so when life throws you a curveball, which it tends to do, you may get sick or, you know, something like that. Um, if we don't have a really good written backup plan, this is when even the best written goals fall to the wayside. So um, let's take that exercise, right? This week I will exercise three times for 20 minutes. Let's make it a little bit smarter and let's make it a little bit more actionable. Right. So let's say my start date is and give it an actual firm date. So if we said my start date is and let's just push it out to next Monday. What's that? The 13th. So my start date is Monday, January 13th. Right. And for this particular goal that we're working on, let's give it a completion date. Right. So even if we're doing a short term goal, so it's just a week. So my completion date is Monday the 20th, right? Okay? Um, tie it back to the why, right? Why am I exercising, right? So I choose this goal to celebrate what my body can do and model good behavior for my family, right? That's tying it back to my personal whys, right? Um, but for you, it may be because you want to get a knee replacement, right? So I got to get up and move so that 
um, I will have a better post-operative outcome. So I've got this goal. I'll exercise three times a week beginning Monday, uh, January 13th, completing uh, Monday, January the 20th. We know why we're doing it. And then we're going to give it an action plan, right? So on Monday after work, I will walk the dog, right, for 20 minutes. Monday after work, I'll walk the dog for 20 minutes. On Wednesday, I'll walk. Um, we have this kind of indoor area at the medical center. It's not really a walk-in track, but they have it marked off that tells us, like, how far it is. So I'll walk that loop after lunch, right? And on Friday, um, I will go uh, to the mall and walk in the mall after work, each one of these times for 20 minutes, Okay. And again, I'm going to check in on my confidence, right? How confident am I in being able to do this, right? I'm an 8 out of 10. So it's a good a good action plan for me to be able to do. But um, what if on Monday it rains? Because my Monday plan was to walk the dog, right? So what if it's raining on Monday? We don't just skip it, right? We got to have a backup plan. So what if it's raining and you can't walk the dog or it's the summertime and you said you were going to go to the pool to exercise and it's raining and you can't do that. Now's the time to go ahead and have that backup plan. So Monday morning, if I get up and it's raining, then I'm going to go ahead and walk that loop after lunch on Monday instead of just hoping the rain stops or calling it a throwaway day, right? What if it, what if you have a headache on that day and you can't exercise? Then you you plan for backup days, so maybe Saturday and Sunday are your ba- backup days, and being able to to exercise there. Um, and then sometimes we just don't want to. Sometimes you just don't want to, and sometimes you just got to do it anyway. Sometimes you just got to reconnect it to that why and do it anyway. But the parting thing to do is when you make one of these goals and you make these action steps, add it to your calendar so that it is a reminder, just like an appointment, just like a meeting, says ding, 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 time to get up and walk around. And you're much more likely to do it that way. So uh, my hour is up. I have enjoyed sharing some of my pearls in goal setting. Um, If you want to reach out to me for help with goal setting, you're welcome to do so. You can always ask us questions at fit at mpbonline.org. Thank you for a great past three years, and I'm looking forward to the future of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. Thanks to my producer, Kevin Farrell, for always being here to support me. And thank you to our listeners. You've been listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Hi, I'm Ryder Taff, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advisory and co-host of Money Talks. Each week, we take your personal finance questions and tell you about a money topic we hope you find helpful. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org or on your smart devices podcasting platform.